the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. I remember Daddy's hands folded silently in prayer. Reaching out to hold me when I had a nightmare. You could read quite a story in the calluses and lines. Years of work and worry had left their mark behind. I remember Daddy's hands, how they held my mom tight and patted my. Something done right There are things that I've forgotten That I loved about the man But I'll always remember The love in Daddy's hands Daddy's hands Were soft and kind when I was crying Daddy's hands Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network and our fine family of broadcast affiliates throughout the United States, Canada, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, and now in 20 Asian countries on Aglia 2. Toll free, one 877 That's toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. And uh, my email address is exxon at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradio.com. This is uh, National Domestic Violence Month. And uh, we're talking about domestic violence in the first three hours of tonight's show. Our first guest was L.Y. Marlowe. She, auth- she is the author of Color Me Butterfly. Second guest was Dr. Linda Bowlby, a doctor and psychiatrist, pathologist. And my guest this hour 
is the author of After Daddy Died, Dr. Naomi Robertson. And uh, After Daddy Died is a shocking true story of how a family was affected by their father's psychotic behavior. They believed that he was literally psychotic as he engaged in behavior that damaged his family for years to come. He was violent, having killed people, including people who hurt his family members, which was an odd twist because he would just as soon hurt his wife and 11 children. His sadistic tendencies pushed several of his children over the edge to the point of having mental breakdowns, encouraging them to commit murder or engage in acts of violence. Some of the children were driven to molest other, uh, to molest some of their own siblings. As he uh, self-medicated uh, with drugs and alcohol to cope with his illness, he became a portrait of a madman. His illness was never diagnosed professionally because he did not believe that he had a mental problem. He was a cold-blooded killer who displayed a character of constant anger and rage. Now, some of you uh, will re- who will read uh, may have the appearance of the scenes from a horror movie or from a torture camp, but the stories in this book and the characters in this book are real. They're real stories, and the stories that reveal true confessions of criminal activities of murder, incest, rape, child abuse, child molestation, domestic violence, and kidnapped, triggered by one deranged man who got away with murder. The murders were never solved, nor was he ever convicted. And our guest this hour is Dr. Naomi Robertson. And Dr. Robertson, welcome to the Exxon. Welcome back, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is Domestic Violence Month, Doctor, and uh, the same question that I asked the other two guests uh, who were on this tonight's special on domestic violence. How does it make you feel knowing that domestic violence is getting the attention it's getting now? Well, you know, I'm excited about the fact that more victims of abuse are coming forward now because according to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, you know, they says that the number of people that are reporting it is really, you know, the people who are victims of abuse is really three times greater and they say every 10 seconds someone is abused, but it's even more than that because so many people are ashamed and they don't report it. But I'm just excited about the fact that, you know, it's coming mm-hmm. forward even more. All right, Doctor, please stand by. You and I have to take a two-minute commercial break. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Dr. Naomi Robertson, the author of After Daddy Died. Our toll-free number is one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. If you have any questions that you'd like to ask Dr. Robertson, our lines are now open. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, Dr. Robertson, my good producer, Miss Brandy at Master Control, and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute break as we continue tonight live and around the world from within the Exxon. Don't go away. And reaching out to hold me when I had a nightmare You could read quite a story Hey, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. 
In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. He sits with a pen and a yellow pad What a handsome lad That's my boy B-R-L-F-Q spells mom and dad Well that ain't too bad Cause that's my boy Well you can have your TV Dr. Naomi Robertson's our special guest. She's the author, explanation of After Daddy Died, and it's available at Amazon.com. The facts on teenagers and intimate partner violence. Dating violence affects women regardless of their age, but teens are particularly vulnerable. In fact, women aged 16 to 24 experience the highest per capita rate of intimate partner violence. Teen dating violence is prevalent, and teens may also be exposed to domestic violence in their homes. Teens and young adults who are disconnected from social supports such as school, family, and work are at particular risk for domestic violence. In a study of the 8th and 9th graders, 25% indicated that they had been victims of dating violence, including 8% who disclosed being sexually abused. Approximately 1 in 5 female public high school students in Massachusetts reported uh, ever experiencing physical and or sexual violence from dating partners in a survey of 232 high school girls 17.8 percent of the subjects indicated that they had been forced to engage in sexual activity against their will by a dating partner among female students between the ages of 15 to 20 who reported at least one violent act during a dating relationship 24 percent reported experiencing extreme violent incidents such as rape or the use of weapons against them Girls who reported that they had been sexually or physically abused were more than twice likely, uh, twice as likely as non-abused girls to report smoking, 26% versus 10%, drinking, 22% versus 12%, and using Ill- illegal drugs, 30% versus 13%. In addition, 32% of girls who had been abused reported a bingering and purging compared to 12% of the girls who had not been abused. And finally, in a study of 724 adolescent mothers being the ages of 12 to 18, one of every eight pregnant adolescents reported having been physically assaulted by the father or her, uh, of her baby during the preceding 12 months. Over these, 40% also reported experiencing violence at the hands of a family member or relative. Dr. Naomi uh, Robertson, thank you very much for coming back tonight, ma'am, and uh, being part of this uh, this three-hour special on domestic violence. Thank you. Doctor, what motivated you to tell your story? You know, first of all, I just want to be able to let people know that even though I triumphed over my hardship, you know, that there's, there's victory in this. They can get through this. They can find meaning and purpose in mm-hmm. life. And I want them to know that they need to be empowered to take control 
of their life. Because I, I want to point out, I was listening to what you were just saying about the teen violence. Yes. You know, it's something about that domestic violence. When the parents are abusive to one another and abusive to the child, you kind of emulate what you see as you grow up. And for women, especially, we end up picking the wrong partners. We find guys who are like our fathers. If he was abusive, for some reason we have that fatal attraction. And, you know, I've, I went through that date rape. I went through all of the things that you just named, and it's just, you know, it's a sad thing. But nevertheless, uh, I want women to know, I want the society to know, I want the neighbors in the community to be more aware and reach out to women and children who are suffering. Now, um, what was your worst memory as a victim of child abuse, Doctor? You know, just the fact that I did sit back and watch helplessly as my, some, of, some of my brothers and sisters duplicated, you know, my father's behavior. Mm -hmm. They modeled him. They um, turned into drug addicts, criminals, murderers, pedophile, abusive parents and spouses. You know, for the most part, they were pretty good to their children. But it's just that wildness that they had. They were out of control. And just the fact that I had to even sit back and watch some of them have these mental breakdowns, that was very difficult for me. What are some of the traumas that abused children suffer from? Well, you go through life with a lot of low self-esteem, and you know you do struggle mm -hmm. to find your purpose and, and your meaning in life. And uh, most of all, you have a lot of bouts of depression, and post-traumatic stress disorder comes kicks in, and then you have a lot of anxiety attacks. And basically, you're not sure why and what and how, but you try to work through it. And you know, I've been blessed because I didn't resort to drugs or alcohol or just you know get out of control and become a criminal. I, you know, I'm just fortunate, you know, and blessed, as I say, to have escaped that route. But some of them didn't, you know. Now, uh, out of how many brothers and sisters did you have, Doctor? Uh, there's a total of us. It was 11. For 14 mm -hmm. years, there were 10. And then uh, another sibling, a uh, brother, came like 14 years later. So it's 11. All right, 11 so for, children, two parents. <laughs> for looking at a family of 11 children, how many turned out positive compared to those who turned out negative? Well, I hate to say that because that would make me sound like I felt that I was better than the rest of the family, and I don't feel like that. I love my siblings, first of all. I want to point that out. Mm -hmm. and second of all, I want to say that I just believe God had his hand on my life, but technically speaking, I would say one. And that's yourself? That's me. Doctor, where did you get the inner courage and the inner strength? I, 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 I you know, like I know God is a powerful, is a powerful um, deity. I know that, and I respect that. But where did you, the young Naomi Robertson, get the power, get the strength, get the, get the desire to, to, not to fall into that, that situation? Well, I, I, I just made up in my mind. I knew what was right, and I knew what was wrong. And I made choices. Mm -hmm. I decided I would not even have a boyfriend or a friend who was like my father. So I, I began to set standards for myself. I implemented principles that I needed to live by, you know, and I, I would work with this. I made these affirmations every day. I, I knew there was power in what you speak, and I would say, I don't care who, who's losing their mind. I'm not going to lose mine. I don't care what's happening here. I'm not going to do that. You know, and I would say this to myself. Mm -hmm practically every day 
and I and, and it was a struggle. Now that was just the first part, but the second part is I found going to college to be a safe haven. Something about learning and education had a lot to do with me coming through the crisis that I endured. But it was still a struggle. I had, um, you know, I have a wonderful husband now, and he's just, you know, I've, ne- I've only been married once, and God blessed me to find a good one the first time. <laughs> so I'm excited about saying that. But he became an enabler for me because I still had issues, and he helped me so much to get through the crisis. But, you know, I had to speak affirmations every day to speak positive things into my mind. I had to also live a good life. I, I didn't choose to be like that. I wanted to be a decent person. It's just, it just wasn't my nature. I don't know why I skipped me. I didn't like violence. I never liked it. And the education, and then having faith in God. I received an MSN message from one of our listeners who's saying, Rob, why is it society will accept a woman's word that she is getting abused without batting a, an eyelash, and yet a man can go and say that he's being abused by a woman and he's laughed at? I don't think that that's true across the board. I've never heard anyone laugh at that. I, my heart goes out to guys who are abused. I have met them. I have counseled them. And I have just talked with them in general. And there are a lot of abusive women. I don't like abuse of any kind mm-hmm. on either side of the fence, whether it's the woman, the man, or the children. Because when children, just to point that out, a lot of times people talk about women being abused, but children really suffer. I mean, the things that we go through as a child when we see this going on, and I mean, if they've never lived in the house like I did where the parents were fighting and made a mistake and cut one of the children with a knife, or if the father pulls a gun and he's going after one of the children, or he shot one of the children, that's what I experienced, okay? So, you know, I don't like it from either end. And I've seen quite a bit, you know, just in the fact of my profession, but... Uh, I don't think men are laughing. They shouldn't be laughing because I have seen abusive women. I mean, I've actually met them. And it's bad either way you look at it. Why do you believe uh, many cases of domestic violence go unreported, Doctor? Because, first of all, people are fearful of retaliation. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen cases and heard of cases where, you know, men will stalk. My dad did that with my mom, stalk you. You're never happy. You're never comfortable. They're worried about not being believed, number one. They always feel guilty that it's their fault or something that they did. And I don't care what's happened. There's never a reason to put your hands on anyone. That's true. Except maybe it's a self-defense or something, yeah. you know. But there's never a reason for, you know, we to, you know, for us to touch a person. But they, they suffer from this depression and have these anxiety attacks because they keep all of this bottled up in them. And then it just becomes a vicious cycle because my mom... You know, it was battered so bad that when my dad left, mm-hmm. she'd take it out on the children. You know, so it was a vicious cycle, you know. But it, it goes on reporting because people are just so afraid. They're ashamed, too, as well. I have to say that. Why are they ashamed? Because they just feel like, you know, it's something that they did wrong. And sometimes if, if people of different caliber, if they're educated, because, see, first of all, domestic violence comes in all colors, all ethnic, mm-hmm. uh, economic status. It doesn't matter where you live. And sometimes people are looked at as a person who, you know, may be elite or well-to-do, so to speak. And they don't want people to know that this is the kind of life that they're having. So they're ashamed of that. They want people to think they have it all together. Now, I have to admit... At one time, I experienced that. I didn't want people to know that I was suffering the way that I was suffering. And people really looked at me like a person who was sharp and doing well and, you know, trying to prosper Mm -hmm. professional. 
but I had a lot of pain, <laughs> a lot of pain. And I didn't want people to know because they thought I was the strongest person in the world, and basically I was. But there were some issues I needed to work out. Just received another MSN message from one of our listeners. Uh, his name is Spaceman. And he says, what is happening to our society? Where is all of this going? Is the enemy we need to fear not overseas, but right here at home? I think so. I, 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 I really believe that whoever said that, I agree with that last statement, because we have things we need to work out right here. We have problems with mm-hmm. the drugs. We have problems with violence and crime. We have a lot of we have racial problems. Yes. We have some issues we really need to work out in this country. Doctor, please stand by. You and I have to take a commercial break. Dr. Naomi Robertson is our very special guest. She's the author of a book entitled After Daddy Died. It's available at Amazon.com. And Dr. Robertson and I will be back on the other side of this break with the news as we continue tonight here live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. Still to come on tonight's show, Patrick Cook will be joining me. We're going to be doing the Monday night version of The Cook Report. If you'd like to give us a call and share an experience, if you'd like to give us a call and speak to Dr. Robertson, 1-877-528-8255 is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. The National Domestic Violence Hotline Exonation Nation is 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-SAFE. My name's Rob McConnell. I'll be back after the news right here on Talkstar. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. My name is Michael Telstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. Hi, my name is Splinter, and you're listening to my dad, Ron McConnell, on the XM. This is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell. Hello, my name is Holly Reeves, an astrologer from astro for You, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Harbor Town, and she works lay 
and whisker down. They say brandy, fetch another round. She serves them whiskey and wine. They say they say brandy, you're a fine girl. You're a fine what girl. a good wife you would be. Such a fine yeah, your eyes could steal a safe. Now, domestic violence doesn't stay home when the victims go to work, Exonation. It can follow them, resulting in violence in the workplace. Or it can spill out over into the workplace when a woman is harassed by threatening phone calls, absent because of injuries or less productive from extreme stress. With nearly one-third of American women, that's 31%, reporting being physically or sexually abused by a husband or boyfriend at some time in their lives, it is a certainty that in any mid-to-large-sized company, domestic violence is affecting employees. It is crucial that domestic abuse be seen as a serious, recognizable, and preventable problem, like thousands of other workplace health and safety issues that affect a business and its bottom line. A study of domestic violence uh, survivors found 74% of employed battered women were harassed by their partner while they were at work. Homicide was the second leading cause of death on the job for women in the year 2000. More than 29,000 acts of rape or sexual assault are perpetrated against women at work each year. More than one million women were stalked each year in the U.S., and over a quarter of them report missing work as a result of stalking. Those statistics are staggering. And they're on an increase. Once again, if you are a victim of domestic violence, the telephone number for the National Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-SAFE. And if you need be, the best number to call at any time is 911. Dr. Naomi Robertson is our special guest. She's the author of um, da- after Daddy died, and uh, Dr. Robertson, you you've had, if you'll excuse the expression, one hell of a childhood. Oh yes, because you know I wanted to reiterate on the question you asked previously mm-hmm. about how many you know you felt it turned out. Yes. Okay, and I said one, but you know what? It's been a long journey, and it was a hard journey, and I have to constantly remind myself that I am a survivor. And I, I always recognize and just be thankful for that because there are so many that are not, you know. They didn't mm-hmm. make it through. My mom died with every possible sickness you can think of because just the idea of, of the abuse just took its toll on her health. And, I, you know, I, I just had a hard time, first of all, also, you know, watching her as she died, you know, over the years. And it was it was just, you know, another scenario for me to uh, cope with, but I got through it. And as a matter of fact, to be honest, I was glad, as much as I loved her and as beautiful a woman as she was, I was glad when she passed because I knew it was over. I knew he couldn't do anything else to her, you know, and I knew she had made peace with God and she made peace with her children. And that was a wonderful feeling for me. So I felt that, you know, now she can get the peace and the comfort and it's, it's sad to say it like that, but that's just the truth, you know. But I had to deal with that for years. Is your dad still around? Oh, no. No? No. 
And it took me, I guess, maybe 10 years to forgive him after he died. That's why, you know, the book is entitled After Daddy Died. Mm -hmm. It's so many things that I couldn't reveal to people until he died. Because the kind of man that he was, I knew, you know, he'd have came after me. You know, there were things that would happen, and I wanted to say something all these years growing up. And he told me, you just better be quiet. Don't you say anything. So, you know, I was victimized in the sense of having to watch things that I knew were wrong, didn't agree with it. But yet, you know, I had to live with this fear of him. Uh, how can how, how can how can we turn things around, Doctor? How can we make a a major dent in the problem of, of domestic violence? Well, you know, I always tell you know people. First of all, don't accept any kind of abuse. It's not just physical. There's emotional. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some people who play mind games and have people all twisted in the way that they think. If I may use that term, and they sure. just. I mean, stalking, from what I hear from people, I've never had that experience but once, and he only did it once. You know, I had to get a restraining order. It was a boyfriend. But that makes a person just kind of delirious in a sense. I've seen people who were so victimized with the stalking, the emotional abuse as well, you know. Um, We can turn this around by just being more aware of the fact that we all are human. We're the same. God loves us all. You know, and we need to just take time to be more compassionate and just stop judging people so much and blaming people for our shortcomings. We need to take account, be accountable for our own actions and, and take time to sit down. And now my experience in counseling, I found that most of the abusers, and I say most, had some kind of substance abuse. Mm-hmm. And that's what my father's problem was. I mean, I think he was a little mentally deranged, and that's just my personal opinion, okay? But... He used drugs, he used alcohol, and he would, you know, self-medicate and get these mood swings and just go crazy on us, you know, and just jump up and say things and do things that were just so ungodly and unnecessary and didn't, it didn't warrant that. But I just knew his behavior was out of control, but mostly of the substance abuse. Here we are in the year 2007, and the statistics are showing that domestic violence is on an increase instead of decrease. Well, you know, it has a lot to do with the economy, too. There are a lot of people who struggle, Mm -hmm. you know, financially. And, you know, I think that was, well, I know. I won't say I think. I know that was part of our problem. Eleven children, how much money can you make, you know? But my mom was, you know, a very good person in sacrificing. And she knew how to keep us in a position of that we had at least the basic needs, whereas my father had a lifestyle where he wanted to hang out with prostitutes, he wanted to do drugs, he wanted to just look good because he was a very good-looking man, you know, and my mom was a very good-looking woman, so he wanted to be out in the streets and have the life, but not have the responsibility as a man would for his children, his, you know, his family as a whole. All right, that's and, re- you know, the money he got, you know, it, it just, he was always angry, always angry. Then this leads me to my next question. Why do women want to stay with men who abuse them? Okay, first I want to kind of correct the question. They don't want to. Believe me, women do not want to. Women, some women, and I'll say a lot of women, are very fearful of their partners. Now, for me, you know, all that I've been through, I'm not fearful of anyone. Mm -hmm. 
and I, you know, I wish there were a lot more women like me, okay? I've always <laughs> been tough. I pick my fights. I don't like violence, but I, will, I don't let people abuse me. I make a decision. Once it happens, you have to go. That's it. I don't have any need for you in my life, and that was my attitude toward a boyfriend. You know, if he wanted to be abusive, and some did try, and I say try, you know, because I don't take abuse of any kind. More emotional, physical. Women do not want to be with these guys. Some women have been taught, I don't care what happens, you stay with your man. That's your husband. You stay with him. I was never taught that. I don't want to hear that from anybody because if you're being abused, this person does not love you. And that's what I tell women. They do not love. How can he abuse you? You're the mother of his children. You make the sacrifices that most women, a good one, I'm talking about a good woman. There are some women out there, they're not you know, very good women, and they'll learn one day. But I'm speaking of the ones who are dedicated to their families, to their husband and their children, make sacrifices and continue to make it, and they're being abused? I don't think so. I don't think that's the way it should be. But they're told, and I hear women, I've, I've heard it all my life. You know, not no one told me that, but I've heard other women say, that's your husband, you stay with him, You, regardless, you work that out, your family. You know, and I think that's the, that's bad. That's my opinion. That's bad advice. Somebody's beating you up every day, kicking you downstairs, throwing you off second floor balconies, you know, burning you mm -hmm. with things and pulling guns on you, and you're told to stay with them. No, women don't want to stay. But a lot of these abusers inflict a lot of fear into women, you know, and a lot of women are afraid. And they have good reasons to be afraid because a lot of them are buried in, in the grave because these guys did what they said they were going to do. Why don't they go to the police? My mom went to the police. They would take my father, ride him around the block, talk to him, let him out, and they laughing and joking. He give them a few dollars. I'm telling the truth, okay? He give them some money, and they go on. When my father shot my brother, who was mentally disturbed from a breakdown he had in his early 20s, I was devastated, first of all. Of course. And he, the police came. My father had an arsenal of bullets and guns and everything on the kitchen table at his home. I, I, I ran over there to see what had happened. I was grown then, you know, and the police came. I was droves of them. I mean, all kind of cars. He paid them off, and they told him, if you can come up with a firearm registration card, we can say the person with the card bought the bullets, and we'll let you go. Just like that. He had clout. He really did. People with this criminal behavior the way he had pretty much kind of connect with people who can help him, and that was the way he lived his life, you know. And unfortunately, my mom begged me to use my registration card, and I told her, no, let him, you know, rot in hell. I don't sure. care. And she just said, please, we signed some papers. We got some business to take care of. I need him. And what they were doing was some kind of refinancing or something. And I did it because she said, I said, I'm only doing it because you said it. I said, but if he go to prison, they'll do to him what he's done to his, his children. You know, and I, I thought it was a good time. But, you know, I wasn't, you know, like born-again Christian man. But that's why I did it. And I watched that for years. He always got away with it. He knew how to pay people off. He knew how to deceive people to make people think he was more than what he was. And it's just bad. But I do think the police do their job in many cases. But in his case... Oh no, they they didn't they didn't do it. What was your dad? Care. What was your dad's profession? Nothing. <laughs> okay, I call him a nickel dime hustler. He had a um, 
a used car lot where he claimed that he sold cars, mm -hmm. but it was a front for a drug dealing business, and he would use his customers' cars to do different crimes, and, you know, they never could identify the car because he always had a different car that he drove. Oh, he was, he thought he was shrewd, you know, and uh, he studied law. You would have thought he was a lawyer. He did represent other people in court, but he only studied the law to manipulate the system. And that's how he got away with everything that he did. He knew how to manipulate the judicial system, and he taught my brothers how to do that. And they just emulated him, you know, modeled his behavior, you know. And I hid that for years. I didn't want anybody to know. I was just ashamed, you yeah. know. But, you know, after he died, I knew I could tell the truth. Tell me, Dr. Robertson, how does one find meaning, strength, and happiness after abuse? Well, first of all, you know, for me... And in, in, in this order, you know, you know, I found happiness in family, faith, and education. And it's just something about, you know, it brought me to a, a greater sense of spiritual fulfillment. And at the same time, it gave me this meaning and purpose in life. Family is very important to me. I'm, I work hard to do what I'd like to see done as a child. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, I have the tools to work with now, that I don't have to... Uh, I can break that generational cycle of, of violence and, and just people not being educated and folks going in, in and out of jail and the mental breakdowns. And, you know, I was kind of close to one, you know, and that's why I wanted to almost tell you a half of us, but I said one. But I've been doing very good these last 15 years. I've been doing very well, and I'm grateful for that, that I've helped a lot of other people, you know, as well. But I, I had to find a sense of fulfillment through knowing that I could break that cycle and just be a better uh, person than, you know, my father was. Yeah. Doctor, uh, what advice would you like to give other victims of abuse? Well, first of all, I want to say I am a survivor, but I would tell them don't take abuse of any kind. Once it happens, it makes it easier to happen again. And you can't get comfortable with it because abuser always says that they're sorry, I didn't mean it, it won't happen again. And it, to, for a woman, speaking from a woman's point of view, you believe that. We believe that. We feel comfortable with that because we deal with feelings. That's mm -hmm. what women do. We deal with our feelings, basically. You know. And the emotional abuse and the manipulative abuse kicks in after that because you're being manipulated with these lies. You know. But I wouldn't take any of it. Go to the police. Tell a friend. Tell a neighbor. Tell your pastor. Tell somebody. You keep talking to somebody. Listen. And I say the same thing for children because children are victimized. Of, I mean, they're really victimized when they watch and parents, you know, and that's one of the worst things parents could do is have all this violence in front of the children. And that's what I witnessed. I mean, it was just every day, all the time, except when he, my father wasn't there, you know. But I wouldn't take any of it, and I would try to get some help. And believe me, women can survive on their own. A lot of women feel, well, I'm not educated. Uh, I don't know how to get a job. I won't be able to do anything. I have too many kids. No one is going to help me. I yeah. won't make enough money to support them. And all these insecurities kick in. And then she say, well, it's not so bad. I'll deal with it. Doctor, stand by. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Still to come on tonight's show, my good friend, Patrick Cook with The Cook Report. www.amazon.com is where you can get Dr. Naomi Robertson's book, After Daddy Died. Dr. Robertson and I will be back on the other side of this break as the Exxon continues right here on Talkstar. Progressive.
Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors, about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Wednesday morning at five o'clock as the day begins. Silently closing her bedroom door. Leaving the note that she hoped would say more She goes downstairs to the kitchen Clutching her handkerchief Quietly turning the back door key Stepping outside she is free She Gave her most of our lives is leaving sacrificed most of our lives oh. we gave her everything money could buy she's leaving home after living welcome back everyone dr naomi robertson is our special guest this hour she's the author of after daddy died it's available at amazon.com Dr. Robertson, first of all, thank you very much for joining us tonight on uh, this uh, three-hour special on domestic violence. I sincerely appreciate you joining us, sharing your story with us, and giving hope to those yeah. who are in the same situation that you found yourself in. Uh, it's a, it must be a feeling of hopelessness. It must be a feeling of total despair. But God bless you. You pulled through, and thank you for sharing those great words. Yes, thank you for having me on the program. Doctor, what would you like to leave our audience with? Um, you know, well, I, I want to I say one thing, first of all, that one of the worst things that could happen for any victim of domestic uh, violence is when, and this happened to, to my family, is they have so much violence, I mean, it was so much violence in our family that mm-hmm. the police actually stopped coming to the house. Oh, Lord. When they got the call, they knew what it was, and they said, well, we know that's, you know, that family there. You know, it's the usual. I mean, it went on for years and years and years and years until we were actually finally evicted, you know, out of... How you get evicted out of housing projects, okay? <laughs> I've never <laughs> but, heard of that, yeah. I've never heard of that, to be honest. I've never heard of that. I'm sure it happens, obviously, but I never heard of it. But I do want to say, you know, to the women, you know, be strong in, in what you believe and understand the morals you have to have, first of all, for yourself and for your children, and even men, too. I don't want to leave men out because I've seen men who are abused, you know, and it, it's not good either way you look at it, but for the children, I mean, 
parents have to really understand how they traumatize their children when this goes on in the household, but to just understand and, and know that there's a better way of living and that you deserve it and life is just too short, and to the abuser, you know, this person needs to get some counseling and get some help and understand their issues and understand, first of all, if they really truly love themselves, they wouldn't have that kind of behavior. And I knew that my father didn't love himself. He had all kinds of problems. You know, his father His father died when he was 12 years old. He had to go out and support the family. You know, he had an older brother, and he was just angry about that. You know, first of, first of all, he lost his dad. You know, I did try to understand it. I always said if he knew better, he would have done better. But we have to get through all of that. We can't go through life blaming, you know, our parents, sure. you know, for I'm this way because of that. We did not choose our parents. We didn't choose to be in that family. It is not our fault. And, and women need to understand it is not your fault. You had nothing to do with that, you know. And you have to move on. It's, I'm talking about when we're victim as children. And as you know, a woman, you have to move on in life and set some better standards for yourself. Dr. Robertson, thank you very much for joining us tonight, ma'am. And it's always a great pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time. Take care, ma'am. And to uh, Dr. Linda Bowlby and to L.Y. LY Marlowe, thank you, ladies, for joining us tonight and for making this a very informative, helpful, decisive, and a three-hour show that gave people hope. National Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-SAFE. When we come back from the news at the top of the hour, Patrick Cook is with me as the Exxon continues right here on Talkstar. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Progressive presents Forced Metaphors, about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations.